for a living. How do you speak so fast? You got to get your thoughts out. You want to be here? How long you want to be here? Huh? I think if I talk slow, as much as I get information, I give you lots of information in a short amount of time. I'm a reporter's dream. That gone? Huh? How could y'all be complaining about that? I could sit here. I'm gonna be slow and drawn out. Let me think about it and where we're going, what we're doing. You want me to do all that? Heck, I get, I get you in, I get you out. See, you know what I'm on? I'm just on a limited uh, amount of time I'm used to in coaching. You only get so many hours with the player, this stupid 20-hour rule. Well, you can't. You get one-hour meeting. You got to get as much information in as you can. <laughs> There you go, the mouth of the south, Jimbo Fisher. How's it going? Full speed. He's cranked up down there at the, uh, what is it called, the different stops they're going on? Fort Worth Aggie, Fort Worth Aggies Club last night where uh, yeah. he had a spicy comment about TCU when he said, well, they stayed healthy. They had a lot of experience, and they got to where they had to go. Mm. And when they got to SEC, it changed, didn't it? Yeah, it, it changed a little bit when they got to the SEC and played Georgia. Wow. They look like the same team out there now, 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 now did they? Well, uh, in fairness, uh, he's right. They did not. Georgia was great. But what does that have to do? Why, why? Makes no sense. I They're guess, not on your I guess schedule. I don't know. It, just, it, yeah. makes, it makes zero sense. I don't know how it was brought up to him um, at all, but that's such a weird – Weird flex that Georgia, who have they even played since they've been in the Southeastern Conference? Well, TCU's played Georgia more than A and M has since 2012. I think A and M did they go to Georgia one time, maybe, but they haven't been to College Station. Right. Yeah. So it's just a weird, it's a weird flex to take a shot at TCU, who made it to a national championship. Um. They're not coming to the SEC. They're staying in the Big 12. Has nothing to do with you. You're coming off of a terrible year. It's not like you've been great since you've gone A&M, since you've gone to the SEC. Just kind of been the the same as previous, mediocre. Um, And the old fact checks and the little nuggets of info that came out of there were interesting. TCU has more 10-win seasons since 2000 than A&M has in the history of their program. Big bad which, A&M. How, hmm. how shocking is that? They have only have 12 10-win seasons as a program. Is it, is it shocking that A&M doesn't have very many 10-win seasons? Not to me. Maybe it is to some other people, but I've, been, I, I've watched A&M my entire life, and I, I know how average they've been. I know. I you're right, but that's such a low number for a, a football team that's been in existence for a hundred yeah, plus years. No, I, I, I understand that, it, but at the same time, it's not all that, not all that shocking to me, man. I just they're one of the more overhyped, overrated programs out in in the sport. All right, um, man. Do you know off the top of your head how many ten win seasons Oklahoma has? Uh, no, nah, there's no way of even n- no. I don't. There, there's a lot. I mean, that's that's the bar for success every single year. So there's no telling. I know it's got to be, it's got to be fifty. Well, I mean, or they've got like they've got forty plus conference titles. So yeah, I, I think it would be probably more than fifty, is what I would guess. 
Yeah. But most years when OU's winning 10-plus games, they're they're figuring out a way to win the conference. So maybe it's right around 50. But, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot more than Texas A&M, and a lot would argue that A&M is in a better spot, you know, recruiting-wise. You know, like A&M has more built-in advantages with more money, better spot for recruiting. They have great facilities, but it, they've thrown money at it, and it hasn't meant jack squat for right. 100 years now. Yeah. Oh, man, that is uh... – I, I really wild. hope I, – I really genuinely hope that Jimbo Fisher is still in the SEC and preferably at A&M when OU gets there because not that the hate of Texas has worn off at all, but Sark is one of the – feels like he's one of the more lesser-hated coaches that they've had there in a while. Uh, however, Jimbo is easily the most disliked A&M coach that they've ever had. So yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I'd, I'd like to keep that going because it's a lot more fun when a school like that has a coach that we can't stand. Man, uh, that's just. I know, I know you. It's not a big deal for you, but I'm. It's just. It's still. It's still shocking, crazy shocking to me that. Uh, <laughs> But they only have 12 10-win seasons in the history of their program. I just cannot I'm surprised even... they have 12. I might have guessed that the number was even lower than that. Oh, that's just crazy. It's crazy. And Johnny Menzel, I think, only had one. Uh, unless the, his last season they got exactly to 10 after that bowl win against Duke. But, I mean, the best player in their program's history who won a Heisman Trophy, the best thing they did, and they beat OU, so that's – Acknowledge that they beat OU bad that night, but it was a Cotton Bowl berth. I mean, that that, that was it. That's yeah. that's where they got with the best player in program history. Yep, yep. That's that's right. Wow, just wild stuff. Gotta love it. You've got to love it. Well, they're throwing money at it, and uh, they're doing that nil right now. Hey, uh, we uh, we bring up the schedule at least four times every single day for OU, yeah. saying that it's not a great schedule. And we've been getting some pushback this week, and I think it's an interesting subject to look at that at least I've made the comment a couple of times saying that it might be the easiest schedule in all of college football, OU's. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten some people that says, well, OSU's is actually easier. So let's evaluate if it's OU or Oklahoma State that has the easier schedule in college football this year. Okay. Like, we know OU's non-con, right? It's Arkansas State. SMU and at Tulsa, okay? Uh, Oklahoma State has Central Arkansas at home, at Arizona State, and then South Alabama at home. We giving a slight edge to Oklahoma State with the road game at ASU? I mean, they're not great, but it's at least a road game at a Power 5. Well, yeah, it's it's a road game against the Power 5, Um New head coach. Like our road game in the non-con is Tulsa. Arizona State is going to be more talented and, and better than Tulsa, I guess. I'm, I mean, it's not a big edge, but it Arizona State's a tougher game on the road than Tulsa is. And their conference games, we'll run down OU's conference games, but I see a, a little bit more of a difficult path here. they got to go to Iowa State. They got Kansas State at home, who OU doesn't even play. Mm-hmm. They do get Kansas at home. They got West Virginia on the road, Cincinnati at home, OU at home, 
then at UCF, at Houston, and BYU at home. So Oklahoma State doesn't get Texas, but they get Kansas State. It's it's pretty easy. Pretty, yeah, pretty maybe, maybe pretty comparable schedules between the two. Well, I think Oklahoma State is easier. I do. What what's the they, what's the deciding game or games as to why there's well, easier? They don't have to play Texas. They don't have to pay, play Baylor. They don't have to play Tech. Tech. They don't have to play TCU. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they get Kansas State would be the other tough one, but they get them at home. They get them at home. OU could be the other tough one. They get them at home. And their road games next year are Iowa State, West Virginia, UCF, and Houston, which that's two newcomers and two teams that didn't make a bowl game last year in Iowa State and West Virginia. So, yeah, maybe, maybe that is – maybe I do stand corrected on that one. Yeah. It's not uh, – as you look at – as we look at it today, I would say that I'd give Oklahoma State the edge for a little bit easier, but that may change. Right? By the time we get into it and see who's, who's difficult and who's not, but – I mean, they dodged the the first, third, fourth, and fifth place teams in the conference last year. Yeah, honestly, like how difficult their schedule is based on what how it looks now is probably going to depend on how good OU is. Like, if OU ends up being really good, then their their schedule you know looks a little bit different. Outside of Kansas State, the Big Twelve teams that they play from the from the like the former Big 12, are your last four finishers. Oklahoma, Kansas, West Virginia, and Iowa State. And they get all four newcomers. Wow. And all four newcomers, and they miss miss all the teams at the top except for Kansas State. What did OU and Oklahoma State do? They were living right with the schedule this year. It's, It's odd how they both just got hooked up like that. I don't know. Got so many of the newcomers. OU got three, and Oklahoma State gets all four. Meanwhile, Texas gets the brutal end of the schedule. You know, here's the thing. It's it's better for the Big 12 financially when Oklahoma does better. Sure. And is uh, a national name and is right up there in the top 10 or whatever. So, I'm not saying that they're trying to pump Oklahoma up. I you know, I but it's it's definitely more beneficial for yeah they they saw the it Big last 12. year for the first time in a while oh god this yeah. is what it looks like when OU six and seven guys uh, let's formulate the easiest schedule possible please <laughs> and give it to those guys we can't do that again yeah I like I don't know necessarily that that happened but if we're looking for a conspiracy theory and and to see why that they why would they want to do that that would be the reason. What'd you say, guys? Yeah, I know Gundy doesn't want to play OU anymore, but still put him on the schedule. Come on, we got to get the <laughs> easiest schedule possible. Let's go. Oh wow, yeah, that's. I'll I'll give the text line credit. I think that they are they're onto something there. That's. But for Oklahoma, it's. I don't know about Oklahoma State. For Oklahoma, it's the easiest schedule Oklahoma's had as long as I can remember. Yeah, uh, OSU's schedule is harder for one reason. They play OU, says a texter in the 918. Uh, Theoretically. Yeah, well. Yeah, Theoretically, that's true. They did have a better record than us last year. 580, why are we not playing Kansas State? I have no idea. 
Don't know. No clue. We may play him in the Big 12 championship, but while we're not, why aren't we playing him in the regular season? I don't know. I don't know that they – did they ever give, like, any reason or no, – I think so. Or, like, criteria as to how they decided who's playing who. Well, I'm sure – I not yet. I think Brent Yormark's going to put on a concert, and through song lyrics, they're going to tell us why. <laughs> that sounds like something he would do, right? Put on a concert <laughs> to let us know why the schedule broke down the way that it did. 2022 – uh, schedule reasoning unveiling in Auckland, New Zealand, coming up. <laughs> Jay Z's uh, on concert. Catch it. Coming up, coming up in June. You can stream it, or you can uh, you can go there and catch the event live. Four oh five. OSU plays us though, which is tougher than any of our games except maybe Texas. Huh? So you think that this texture thinks that OSU is the toughest, second toughest game on the schedule? I mean, it's, it's in that mix uh, at OSU, no, at Kansas, or is that what they're saying? No, they're saying that Oklahoma State has to play Oklahoma, which is tougher than any of the the games on our schedule. Gotcha. Except, I think, is that, is that what it said? I don't know. It, I think it, so. OSU plays us, though, which is tougher than any of our games yeah. except maybe Texas. Yeah, they play us. Which, fact check, uh, that comes across as true. Because we, in fact, beat ourselves at least four times last year. So uh, we are a tough out. Uh, Zane's got an answer for us on why they're not playing Kansas State. Okay. He says, I'll tell you why we're not playing Kansas State. Because they're not on the schedule. Thank you for this. (laughs) Expert level thinking. That's good. That's Uh, good. Let's see. Kendall, OU has 41 10-win seasons, the most among any college football program. Apparently, Bama and OU are tied with 41. And Michigan is third at uh, at thirty. Yeah, I, I was thinking of all the conference championships. I guess there was a day where they didn't play uh, sixteen, fifteen, sixteen games in one season. So yeah. a uh, you know it, you could win a conference championship without winning ten games. But OU's tied with Bama at forty one. Yeah, the the ten win season has somewhat changed relevance uh, to some degree over the years. It used to be. Way more difficult to win 10 games than it is now. Not that it's easy now, but you get you get a 12-game regular season. For the longest time, you had a 10-game regular season and, and a bowl game. That makes it hard to win 10 games, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yep. it's easier now. LG Sooner, maybe they didn't schedule top teams against each other to prevent a rematch in the championship game. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they did it. I, m- maybe, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think there had to be some amount of randomness to it, controlled randomness, I think. But ultimately, I think it would be awesome if I could pick a uh, an opponent to play in the Big 12 championship, in our final Big 12 championship, I'd pick uh, Kansas State. Uh, okay, well, who do you think it's going to be? I feel like that's probably going to be the same answer. Kansas State. Way too early? Right. Yeah. Um. I don't feel great about this one, obviously. I'm going to pick – God, their schedule is actually pretty hard. For now, I'm going to say OU Baylor. But just know I don't feel great about that one as an early pick. Yeah. Now, Kansas State season, um, non-conference, we talked about this recently, but Southeast, Missouri State, Troy, and then they're at Missouri. But then the Big Twelve. But even they're not. They lost to uh, Marshall last year, right? Did they lose to Marshall? Tulane. Tulane and still won the. Well, I guess that Tulane's loss isn't all that bad. So never mind. Right. Um, but 
for the conference, they're at their road games at Oklahoma State, at Tech, at Texas, at Kansas. So not not the easiest, you know. Frankly, maybe other than being at Oklahoma, that may be, you know, about as tough as it could get. They don't play at TCU, which, you know, it's hard to gauge how hard the TCU game is, right? Because Especially I, that point in the year, man. There's no telling. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what to expect of TCU. I think they'll be good. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. So it's just it's kind of hard to predict what that game is going to be, but – um, at Oklahoma State, at Tech, at Texas, at Kansas, home against Baylor, Iowa State, Houston, TCU, and Central Florida. That, that's not in chronological order. I'm just kind of throwing them out there. Text line, I won't root for OU Texas, uh, but it would be funny, says Zane. 479 says, OU Texas, the Big 12 championship in one last flip of the bird to the Big 12. I think we brought this up yesterday. If OU fans would boo Brett Yormark or not, I don't feel like it would be an overwhelming boo. Some people might just boo just because he represents the Big 12, but I don't feel like he's done anything to really piss off any OU fans. No, he let Oklahoma and Texas, he negotiated our exit early, you know, and I, I think that he, he recognized Let's that. Cheer him. Yeah, Brett, let's go, <laughs> baby. I think he. I, I don't know if the previous uh, uh, commissioner would have done that, or you know, since he was blindsided by it whenever he was feeling so strong about the situation, if he would have held a grudge and not not negotiated and really held their feet to the fire. But your mark uh, negotiated, found a deal that everyone was happy with, or at least willing to to do, and you know, I I, I got no beef with your mark at all, and yeah. I frankly I think he's done. Pretty good so far, other than the Mexico, the Mexico I, City yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't get that. Uh, maybe, well, maybe it'll at some point it'll it'll click and I'll I'll understand it. But I don't as of right now. One more. You mentioned A and M has twelve ten win yeah. seasons in their program's history. Compare that to OU and Bama that have forty one. Golly, um, judging by how many years it's taken them to win twelve, it'd be fun for someone to do the math on if OU and Alabama stop playing football tomorrow how long it would take for A&M to catch up to OU and Alabama's 41-10-1 seasons. Somebody, well, on, somebody on their, maybe could do that. On their current pace, somewhere around 480 yeah, years. Yeah. Um, anyway, someone on the text line said, well, I went to A&M, and I would have guessed five 10-win seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, that's great. Fantastic. Okay, late for a timeout. Quick break. Keep the text coming, 651 651- 3439 Meyer text line. I'm hanging out today at Souter Station Senior Living. Independent living starts at 55 and up. Also have assisted living and memory care. Uh, they got their one-year anniversary coming up in June, and they've got tons of great amenities here. Pool, full bar in the sports pub. they got a restaurant, workout rooms. got live music weekly with the full-service salon, fire pits, courtyards, and all kinds of great activities here at Souter Station Senior Living. This is your home for Souter fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black... Um, it depends. Usually depends on when I turn the television on, who has the most riveting... Uh, a sequence of events going on at that exact moment. Mm. Well, 
It was pretty riveting at the uh, awards that you missed a month and a half ago when certain TV stations were winning awards, and I was oh, yeah. looking at Mike Morgan to see how he was re- responding to David Payne winning an award, looking at uh, Damon Lane to see Mike Morgan win an award. Ooh, I just envisioned this fierce rivalry between the three, but it probably doesn't exist. How are you? You're you're, uh, no pain, no gain, right? Correct. Yeah, nine. Yes. Yeah, I'm in it purely for the entertainment. That's why I'm. That's why I'm here. Uh, You're in it for the the outlandish. uh, I'm essentially tornado warnings. Yeah, I'm essentially like a uh, Paul Feinbaum listener when it comes to weather coverage. Just as crazy as it gets. No facts needed. Just you know. I've actually, uh, since we're talking about it. I have a request, I have a bit of advice, I have a, a suggestion for um, for the television stations when it comes to the tornado coverage. Well, I, they, they all just tuned over now that you said that. They're all ears, I'm sure. Well, here's the thing, and I'm serious about this, because the last group that came through, uh, obviously you had the one out there by Goldsby, um, it's coming directly at where I live. Yeah, I got pretty nervous for you last time. Well, here's the thing. When they confirm there's a tornado on the ground, they no longer show the radar. They just show the video of the tornado, which is good. I mean, it's I mean, people want to see that, but you at least need to have like a some type of double box of so the people that are right in the path can still see like on the map where it is and where it's going. Does yeah. that make sense? Um, it would make sense if you're in the direct line like you were. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can see your beef with that. Uh huh. Because like I'm instead of looking at the map, I'm looking for my house in the live shot of the tornado to see if like my garage door or something yeah. is flown did, off did or I've lost bre- my roof. Did you break a sweat a few weeks ago for that one? Um, uh, well, I I did. The only reason I did is because right as the tornado is, you know, a couple hundred yards from my neighborhood, it took out the power lines. And when it took out the power lines, I couldn't see the TV, so I had no bearing as to where it was. And outside, it was like pouring and wind was coming. Uh, the rain was like coming sideways, so I couldn't walk outside and see it. So, like, there's nervousness not knowing, like, if you're going to get hit or not. Like, if I know I'm going to get hit, I'm not nervous. I'll grab onto something. Right? I'll go jump in the in the safe room. But if you have no bearings, that's whenever you kind of get a bit nervous. Yeah, it was heading right for you, and then it veered north. I'm like, oh, Teddy just tackled the tornado, and it uh, ended up going north. That's <laughs> well, nice. I'll tell you this. Um, my wife and son often go get in the – like when there's a tornado warning or something's coming through and it's close and it's in the area, they go out and get in the in the safe room, and I never do. So whenever I came and got in the safe room, the look on my wife's face was not good. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, "What are you doing in here?" I'm a little uh, disappointed at your son. He is he should be of the age where he wants to stand outside and look like dad. Well, here's born the and problem. raised Oklahoma, you know the. 
the safe room gives him a free opportunity to play on his iPad oh, to pass the time. He loves, he loves storm season then. There ain't no tornado worth witnessing uh, over playing a couple uh, of games on Roblox. It's called a cell phone layman, says a texture in the 405. Suter Soldier says, well, well yeah, yeah you, can, you can comment on that if you'd like. Well, well I was going to yes, it's called a cell phone. But when I'm watching the action on my television and it's literally a couple hundred yards away, I, I don't have time to transition to a cell phone. And also, I don't know if you know this, but the wi- when the Wi-Fi goes out out there, the cell coverage in Goldsby isn't fantastic. So I'm not streaming live video from the cell coverage I get. Ohio Sooner, Teddy, I'm a meteorologist. Download Radar Scope for your phone. It's the best radar app out there. The professionals use it. You can set it to show your current location with the radar as a background. Hmm. Done. You know, we, we talk about the uh, – I, I, I'm team David Payne. But, dude, watching our guy Reed Timmer on YouTube live, like live stream, is pretty entertaining. That's that probably what I'll do the comments. Um, the thing is, is Reed <laughs> routinely loses reception on the video because he's in, you know, out in the middle of nowhere in a giant mm-hmm. storm. So there's this guy, and it goes back to studio, and you know he's all calm. You know, you see the you see the hook right here. You know, it's just kind of right over the Carnegie area. And we'll get Reed back here momentarily. He's having a, and then all of a sudden you hear, "Oh my God, the tornado!" You know, you know Reed's screaming, but like when he loses connection, it goes back to this guy in studio, and he's as calm as could be. Not Reed, not the I guy like- who used to dress like Bob Knight, uh, right <laughs> behind him at OU basketball games. The the last video that he got of that. Goldsby and Jeez. that area tornado was was awesome. I loved how he kept asking the guy who's got the camera right on the tornadoes, like, "Do you see it? It's right there. It's out the right window." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm looking." Yeah, what was his mu- like? It sounds like gr- hanging out with grandparents or something. They keep asking you the same question, and you keep answering. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> and uh, the louder you the louder you ask me the answer is not going to change Seriously. it's the same Tulsa's best Travis Meyer is getting a lot of love I don't watch any Tulsa weather okay. coverage but apparently he's the man up there uh, uh Teddy shout out to my buddy JD McManus high school uh buddy from Fort Gibson he's a storm chaser out there I think he does mainly Tulsa area did he get his haircut at the uh the one eye barber as well no man, was that he Bud? had Bud was his he, name. Yeah, uh, Bud Huggins. That's right. He had the full on. Like he he looked like Kurt Cobain, blonde hair, long and floppy in the eyes, shaved up underneath, like totally. Sounds 90s like a storm grunge. chaser. Yeah, sounds yeah. like one. Yep. Teddy William Wallace Lehman. He wants to fight that tornado to the very end. I didn't realize it got. I was watching it, and I saw it heading right for you, basically. I don't know exactly where you are on the map. I know the area. I didn't realize it was just a few hundred yards away. Yeah. Dang. There was, there was, there was some total lost houses right up to the edge of our uh, neighborhood, and it took – we had some – I mean, they weren't the the gigantic power lines, like the high-tension lines, but they're bit, they were, they're like the in-between, between – the like what you see on the side of the road they're bigger than that they're not the gigantic ones that go across long distances but it took a whole row of those power lines and just chewed them up 
we were out without power for a while. So JD is a chaser for Travis Meyer, apparently. Yeah, that's um, what I thought. Uh, Gunny says I've oversprayed Travis Meyer's house once. Hmm, I could oversprayed. Yeah, sprayed Isn't his that lawn. Like a... Gunny is that was that what we're oh, talking okay. about here? <laughs> I'm guessing. Well, I don't know what. I know overspray is whenever you make a mistake, or not necessarily a mistake, it's like when you're painting something and the paint, like you overspray and you get it outside of where you're going. That's what I know is overspray. Maybe it's that. Who knows? Uh, Someone wants a football question. We'll get to two of those real quick. Yeah. What is a better chance of happening? OU winning 10-plus games or OU having 10-plus games of an 11 a.m. start? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to go with the latter on that one. Are we? You have to pick one or the other? Like, what's most likely? I guess both could happen. Yeah, the more they win, the more 11 a.m. games they get. Isn't that, how, well, isn't that how it normally works? I'm trying to think, okay, last year's schedule, you'll know right off the top of your head, how many? Six. We played six 11 six, a.m. games? because I counted, like, the bad SEC teams, like Auburn had three last year compared to OU six. And last year we actually – like six was low the previous years had been more than six right six or seven yeah i feel like it's pretty normal for an 11 a.m that that's what we're you know trying to decide if there's going to be that many less 11 a.m games in the sec and it's like yeah it'll be cut in half basically which i like the sound of that three is probably going to be three will be off the top of my head let's see nebraska was 11 a.m last year uh tcu was 11 a.m Texas was 11 a.m. Kansas was 11 a.m. I feel like they had like four consecutive 11 a.m. games last year. Yeah, like and then it like flipped. Like whenever we were like out of the running and piling up losses, they started putting us like at night. Iowa State because, was 11 a.m. That's five. I'm missing and one And then more. Baylor was at night, wasn't it? Baylor was Baylor was in the afternoon. Afternoon. Was that, was that, did that, was it, that? it finished in the evening. It, fin- it was dark outside when it finished, I think. West Virginia was not 11 a.m. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State was not. Was a, Tech not, was not. Tech maybe was maybe night. Baylor did end up being. I, I don't know. Is, is, I, I thought I've the got it right here. Six. I'll pull it up. Um, it was 2 o'clock. Oh, okay. Old school. Yep, 2 o'clock kick for Baylor. Yeah, last year was, last year was the least amount of 11 a.m. kicks that we've had. Ah, well. You you won only five or six or whatever the number was. I guess go six and seven again. But normally the more games you win, the more you're on Big Noon Fox. One more. Drew from Flower Mound. Do you think Jimbo sees TCU as someone that could be somewhat a competitive program now that Texas and OU are leaving and that he worries they will take some of his recruits? And if they do become competitive good team, wait for it. That's if he doesn't get fired. Basically yeah. asking if, if TCU could be a real threat to him. That's is that's why he said it. I I, th- I think Jimbo probably sees everyone as a threat to him with where they're at right now. He's App State as a threat. He beat him last. They beat him last year. Yeah, there's you know with the move to the SEC, there's there's more schools trying to come in and poach SEC or a Texas talent, high school talent, than there's ever been. Um, and yeah, I, you you've always had to deal with Oklahoma and Texas if you're A and M. But with with Houston going to the Big 12, uh, with TCU going to a national championship, I don't think there's any doubt that 
he feels like it's getting more and more difficult to to get the the top recruits in in the state. So, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left here from Sooner Station Senior Living, Independent Living, fifty five and up. They saw, they also have assisted living and memory care. Tons of amenities. Lots of great stuff going on. Come see us here at Sooner Station. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Are you looking for the kind of OU apparel you can wear at work or dress-up events? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands like Tommy Bahama, Peter Millar, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Polo, and most recently the popular Lululemon clothing line. Open seven days a week. It's the best shop around whether you're a golfer or not. If you need corporate special orders, they can do that too. Come out and shop or call the pro shop at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club at 405. Dame could be moving away from Under Armour, and that is a very big deal. Uh, mm. Notre Dame has been an Adidas school in the past. They're an Under, school, or Under Armour school now, but those negotiations have ended, and it's, well, the most valuable brand in college football is up now. Who's, who's going to bid to be on Notre Dame's uniforms? Which reminded me about OU having the Jordan brand logo. Remember yeah. when that was like two or three years ago, some people hated the idea of having a basketball player on OU's uh, football uniforms. Yeah. Now nobody talks about it and nobody notices. At least I don't. Don't notice no, the no, Jordan no. brand logo. No, I, I still think it's – And I, I thought it was awesome at the time, thing. and I think it's cool now, yeah. I'll tell you, man, I am shocked that someone like – like Notre Dame or even Oklahoma or, or whoever, doesn't do it themselves. Well, well, like what what do you what what do you mean? I mean, like have their own have their own brand that they use exclusively. That is like that all your players wear. That they have like a a say in designing and I don't know. It just seems too easy to yeah, me. I'm, I mean, I'm shocked that no one does. I, it. I don't know if the money would be there as much as it is for, you know, Under Armour and Jordan brand that give these schools, but w- w- would they initially be thought of as cool as Nike or Jordan brand? I guess would be my, my, my question. You, you know no. what I mean? Like I, that, I think that there's a lot to that. They're, they're pro- well, there's nothing cool about Nike being a Nike school. Nothing. Every person in every country in the world is like head to toe Nike 75% of their life. Like, there's nothing cool. There's nothing that sets you apart from being Nike. Jordan brand is, is better than that, but I, it's cool to be Jordan brand. If you're not Jordan, then in my opinion, nothing else like makes a difference at all. Well, it's better than being Adidas. Are there still is Nebraska still an Adidas school, or did they I move away from know. that? I don't I, know. I, I still I love like- that there was a time in the '90s. Mac Brown was the head coach, and Texas was a Reebok school, and Mac was. Well, the players told me that. You know, Coach Reebok's not a cool brand. You know, it could help out recruiting if we switch to Nike, and we're going to do that. Like Mac, I guess, was actually very, very open to that and very, very forward thinking. Apparent, according to Texas players, that no, we got to make Texas a Nike school. Reebok, that's not that's not doing it for us. But Texas used to be Reebok, dude. Texas Tech used to be big time. Remember that clothing brand? 
Um, uh, yeah, Auburn yeah. used to be like Russell Athletic. There used to be some crazy jersey uh, sponsors back in the day. Now it's all streamlined to, to – I mean, you're right. Like It has to be like 90% of the sport is Nike now, if yeah. not more than that. Yeah, there, there's there's nothing that you you know that makes you stand out. Whenever you've got uh, you got Nike as as your your brand that you're using for your gear, um, there's really nothing. Uh, even Jordan, it's just a, like a logo. I mean that that's all it is. There's nothing different or unique about the gear. I mean the shoes, but yeah. Well, the shoes are they're the exact same shoes that Arkansas probably has or mm, or whoever. I, I don't know if the Jordans are the same shoes that Arkansas gets as a Nike school. Um, let's well, see. if you look at them, they're most of the shoes are the exact same thing except they have just the Jordan logo on them. A 918 Notre Dame should join with champions so they could actually claim to be to play like a champion. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that. Guy says, waiting on one of you guys to say Lululemon. You know what? You know what? I used to make fun of Teddy for wearing Lululemon. Then my wife got me a pair, I think from a birthday last year, and um, that's really kind of all I want to own is Lululemon. I know. Well. They're pretty amazing, i got to say. I'm not going to say told you so because. Yeah, you should. It's it's pretty much the same situation for every guy ever. Laugh hysterically at your friend that wears Lululemon uh, sweatpants or shorts and then get a pair for your birthday from your wife, and then three days later you have everything that they make. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's typically how it goes. Yeah, that's – yeah. I was the same exact way. That's all right. Dirty I, sidewalk is still crud, even if you call it anthracite, says John from Bartlesville, so – yeah. <laughs> that's that's a shot at the anthracite uniforms for sure. Well, there, there you go. Which I I mean, I'm not saying I like them either, but I don't I don't feel like they're going away anytime soon. No, nah. they were they were okay. I didn't I didn't have a problem with them. Not a massive fan, but I, I will say this about alternate uniforms, and, and I don't I, I am I'm an old when it comes to uniforms, traditional home. Traditional road, I, I'm good with that. I don't like the alternate uniforms. Haven't liked any alternate uniforms that OU's had. But you know what? Once the game starts, I really don't notice it anymore. I really right. don't. Yeah. That's the same for me. It's not like, oh, Gavin Freeman's in the he's, – he's wide open here. Oh, God, God, these uniforms are terrible. Once the game starts, I don't notice. Makes for a good picture. Um, you know, I went down and, and checked him out up close last year on the field and – I thought they looked pretty good. Yeah, all things considering, I mean, for for what they are, they look good. Would I prefer the traditional? Yeah. Can but. we be a Skechers school? They're comfortable. Ooh. Now you're talking. Skechers logo on the uniforms? Let's go. If we keep going six and seven, we're not going to have a choice. Seriously, they will be a, a pay less school. <laughs> <laughs> all not right, that there's anything wrong with that. Let's hit one final timeout. We'll come back and wrap things up. Hanging out at Sooner Station. Get a final text message in. Knippelmeyer, text line 651-3439. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 
Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continues